We used to lie out on the sand and let the sun dry us and try to guess the names of the birds singing. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here everything is soft and smooth. Yes, hello, and welcome to another episode of Never Seen Star Wars. I'm your host, Trevor Chong, and I'm joined by always with Kristen. Kristen, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just uh, making sure there aren't any clones lingering around behind me uh, so I don't oh. get attacked by them. Might have had nightmares last night. <laughs> Attack of the clones. So that's what's going on here. This is the podcast that Never Seen Star Wars. Uh, where I've seen Star Wars, but Kristen, you have not. And we've been going through the different Star Wars movies. We went through the original trilogy. We've been through Phantom Menace. And now we just watched The Attack of the Clones. And we're here to get Kristen's initial thoughts and reactions. So it's never seen Star Wars. And thank you so much for listening. Before we dig into your thoughts, I know everyone's so curious to hear what you think about Kristen. So we will get to that in just a second. But again, I just want to thank everybody who does listen to this. Um, just want to throw it out there if you ever want to ask questions there's there's emails you can talk you can put to you can uh, go to our instagrams to ask questions um you can leave a review on the apple podcast that really helps us out get the podcast know you can share the podcast any of that any of that is really appreciated to help us you know get more listeners because from the, the few people that that have listened you know the, the dozens of fans that we have uh they've all said positive things so if you think it is a positive thing please uh share the podcast give us a good rating we really appreciate that that sound good Kristen? Yeah, come on, do it. What are you waiting for? <laughs> All right, let's dig into it. So we just watched uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Uh, as we always do, big picture, Kristen, what did you think? This movie has the greatest jump in special effects. Okay. Honestly, great movie. I think I have realized that for me, there is a correlation between how much I love a movie and how engaged I am with the movie and their special effects. Mm -hmm. And so the better the special effects, the more engaged I am and the more real this alternate reality feels to me. So this whole time watching this movie, I was like super locked, locked in okay. to the whole storyline and everything. I mean, I think that's fair if you, if you say the more engaged I am, the more I like a movie. I think that is a good uh, rating of your enjoyment <laughs> of movies. I think I always, yeah. say, I always say if I had fun watching the movie, I probably enjoyed the movie. I, that totally. was always a thing with me. I mean, I, I understand the Oscar award winning and the dramatic classic movies that like, you know, are a pain to watch, but are really beautiful. I get those movies, but usually if I had fun in a movie theater, especially I enjoyed the movie. And so that's what I go for. So totally. I appreciate that outlook. Yeah. So I really love this movie. Was there a specific thing when it came to special effects that you, that you did enjoy or that stands out to you as something like that? Well, I mean, just right away, like how fancy was that spaceship opening scene? Like we don't have these Lego piece together spaceships anymore or aircrafts they're these cool dare i say sexy looking spaceships you know <laughs> which so right away oh when they're like flying in and then there's the explosion and whatnot is that what happened yeah and, yep and the uh the fake senator Am amadala got killed is that the moment you mean yep and okay. closer to the end with um obi-wan's spaceship that he flies anyway right. Everything's just a little elevated. And so the whole illusion that this was an actual world like felt real this movie, whereas they didn't in the past movies. And even, I have to say, <laughs> all of the creatures, okay. 10 times better. Okay, you enjoyed the creatures? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love what, us was, weird. What was your favorite? What was your favorite of the creatures? Um, I, honestly, I was really impressed with the change in Yoda. Okay. Yeah, he just seemed like more of like a fluid being. Right. <laughs> this weird mechanical right. 
thing. Right. Well, I do believe that this is the first one where they move Yoda from uh, puppet to CGI, I believe. Okay. I believe. So that, that would uh, explain that. Totally. And, you know, we get into a cosmopolitan, cosmopolitan setting, like a city setting. And yes. you just like, with like, with the car chase and the aircraft chase mm-hmm. and all the different people in the bars. I don't know. It was just like so much more real to me. I just okay. Really good. You'd, you'd even live there is what you're saying. It's so real. No. <laughs> You couldn't pay me to live there. <laughs> All right. So you enjoyed Coruscant, you enjoyed the special effects. So that's great. And so that gets us started off here. Uh, was there anything else that stood out to you? Do you just want to dig right into some of the some of the big plot points here? No, let's dig in. All right. So I think the biggest thing we want to talk about and what's this movie's, you know, spends a lot of time on is, is Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. He was your favorite last movie. Mm-hmm. So now let's start, first of all, just sort of outside the movie. Let's look at, we had an actor change. We have Hayden Christensen now playing Anakin Skywalker. How do you think he portrayed uh, Anakin Skywalker? I actually think he did a really good job. Um, I really appreciated, obviously, his character. He's the main character in this movie. Um, but it's so complex. Like, he portrays the turmoil inside like the conflict inside between good and bad so well although his character himself comes off in this movie way more um aggressive and towards um Padme I was kind of like slow your row dude like take a chill pill you know calm down but the actor himself did a really good job Okay. Okay. So that's good. Eddie Hayden Christensen. He's he is a Canadian, and uh, oh. so that's interesting. And he he does come come back. He's the same. They don't they don't change the actor again for the next movie. So mm-hmm. uh, you continue to have him. Um, and so obviously the story here that we know it's a story about Anakin's transition to uh, becoming Darth Vader. And are you beginning to see maybe they find out a lot of seeds? I think we're beginning to see that transition happen. Yeah. Totally. Like right off the bat with um, uh, Obi-Wan, like he, he's like, I know more, like he's kind of arrogant and, um, and he, he kind of, there's like all these scenes that they've set up to portray this conflict in him. And, and so I, I could totally see from the beginning all the way through. And I think it gets more evident closer to the end, you know, when he has a big rage rage fit about his mother dying and like destroys a whole village. <laughs> like yes. it just kind of continues to escalate. And so I think they did a really good job portraying what was happening inside internally. Uh, I had to save a little bit later, but let's dig into it now. What, what did you think of that scene with the sand people and his yeah. mother dying and him uh, going ham on them and then uh, admitting that he <laughs> killed the men, women and children? It wasn't really intense. That whole scene to me, I felt like Star Wars, all the movies I've watched so far, they don't really allow the storyline to get into these dark and hard places. Mm-hmm. And this is one scene where like, even when he's carrying his mother, like limp mother back and like, she's been obviously like um, tortured. Like it just was so much darker in contrast to the rest of Star Wars and other scenes. And so you like, I actually, like, I actually felt heavy for him. Like I was like, Honestly, like, fair enough, you're angry, but mm-hmm. you can see that he doesn't have the control that he's supposed to have as a Jedi. And so his reaction to me is makes total sense based off of his character and what we know is going to happen. But it was like a really intense, like, scene. And then when he's talking about how I killed all the women and the children, like, you just see the dark. Like, it's like so well portrayed. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're like, whoa. I don't want anything to do with this guy. And I'm like, Padme, get out of there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but she went the opposite way. She went the opposite way. And that's the big the big thing. Another big sto- uh, story point in this movie is this Anakin and Padme relationship. It seemed very one-sided at first, but then uh, Padme does reciprocate the feelings uh, your thoughts on this? You 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 did see this coming. You did you did predict this one uh, correctly. So I will give you that. <laughs> they were not twins like you predicted. Uh, did not see before. Uh, what did you think of the budding romance between Anakin and Padme? Well, I was like you said, really relieved that I got mm-hmm. this one right. So patting myself on the back. At first, I was excited. Um, 
And then as the movie went on, obviously, I'm curious what's going to happen in the next movie because mm-hmm. at the end they get married. And, but I fear, like, honestly, watching, I'm like, oh, I kind of fear for Padme. Like, something wrong is obviously going to happen. Like, because he's, you know, we know he becomes Darth Vader. Padme is just so, like, upright and justice-driven. So you can see that there's future conflict mm-hmm. already there, which is not how you want to start your honeymoon. So poor... <laughs> Poor Padme and and um, and Skywalker, but I I really loved the development through the movie. Like I was like I kept wanting to see them together, and if Padme was gonna give in to Skywalker, which she does. Yeah. So spoiler alert. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, hopefully people have watched this movie if they're listening to this podcast. Uh, you never know. But who knows? Who knows? Welcome aboard. Um, you can be on the next <laughs> Never Seen Star Wars. Let's talk about that, though, the Anakin and uh, Padme relationship. What was it that I wanted to talk about there? Um, did you, did, what do you think? You talked about how it, it doesn't seem like it's a good setup well, and obviously we know that where Anakin turns into. So what do you think, as we head into episode three, what do you think is going to happen? What's your prediction? Okay. So based off of the fact that in the last movie, the main point for why he wouldn't be a good Jedi is because he was so focused on his mom. And then in this movie, when he loses the control the most is when his mom dies. Mm -hmm. And they talk about this attachment, like obviously he has attachment to his mom. And now he's attachment to Padme and like loves Padme and gets married to Padme. I bet Padme is going to die. And then he's just going to go full dark. Like I kind of have this feeling that Padme is going to be a bit of a moral compass for him and one that kind of swings him back towards the light. Mm-hmm. But I, I just have this feeling something's going to happen to her and it's just going to send him full tilt. Like who knows, maybe she dies giving birth. Cause you know, we know she most likely I think is going to be the mom <laughs> of Luke and princess. Yeah. I mean, I'm not making any assumptions. <laughs> But something like that, like I, I could see that happening and that being something that just sends him over the edge and yeah. Right. And I think that's a good comparison. I mean, they've built up a lot, his his connection to his mother. Um, and I think his mother sort of kept his sort of innocence in some way. And then maybe right. now has he latched that onto Padme in that same way. And so uh, who knows? I mean, most people know, but you don't know. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see what happens here. Uh, was there anything else in that in that Anakin uh, just learning about Anakin. We've talked about him, uh, his hands of Vader, his relationship with Padme, the actor himself. Was there anything else about Anakin that stood out to you in this movie? Maybe his relationship with Obi-Wan. What did you think about his relationship with Obi-Wan? Yeah. Um, well, he just comes off, Anakin just comes off kind of cocky, basically. And right. I feel bad for Obi-Wan um, because he's just trying his best. <laughs> But there's a scene where um, Anakin's like talking to Padme and he, he says, my, he basically says my skills are better than his. Yes. And he gets like really worked up about it. And so he like almost has this anger towards Obi-Wan. But then in another scene, he's like, he's like the closest thing I have to a father. So there's this like even conflict there in, in Anakin about how he even feels about Obi-Wan because he feels like Obi-Wan's holding him back from you know, his full potential, but then also he sees him as his father figure. Right. In the beginning, there's like, when they're doing the, they're trying to trace the robot that let all the centipedes in to kill Padme or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Like you kind of see this fun relationship. And in the beginning, he's like, oh no, I saved you. Like, and whatever. They're just like bantering back and forth and laughing. And I was like, oh, this is like really cool. But then again, as the narrative moves on, you just see that tension grow that, that Anakin's kind of ready to like do the test, become a Jedi and move on from Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he thinks he's better than Obi-Wan. Do you think, what, what do you think? Do you think he is, he is more skilled than Obi-Wan? What would you guess? I think it's obvious and I think it's said in the movie that maybe he is more skilled and he has a stronger sense of the force. And so there's more potential there, but he hasn't mastered his like patience and right. um, these like really important things that allow him to be a great Jedi. Yeah. So sure, he might have like the potential and his skill set, but there's all this like character building that he hasn't gone through, and that's evident in the fact that he he like disobeys Obi Wan, and he's kind of like rude to him. Right. 
Like he's kind of really rude. So it, it is kind of like the the teenager and his dad, you know, sort of thing, totally. right? Like the dad knows what's best, but he's like, "No, dad, I I didn't, I know more than you." Totally. Hey, how how old do you think he is in this movie? Well, I think he was supposed to be about nine in the last one, and this is about ten years later, I think. So I guess nineteen okay. or so. And um, we're going back to this, but how old do you think Padme is in this movie? <laughs> I think she's supposed to be about five years older than him. Just five years older? Yeah, I think she's the same age as you, technically. That's insane. <laughs> One of the thoughts I was like, she looks exactly the same for when obviously yeah. the last movie. Yeah. So I was like, there has to be at least like 10 to 15 years. <laughs> and now they're together anyway. Yeah, at the start, I believe, in the elevator, uh, Anakin tells Obi-Wan, when they're excited to see her or whatever, he's like, Anakin says, it's been 10 years right. since I've seen her. So, uh, yeah, I think this, she's supposed to be about five years. Because I think in the Phantom Menace, she was supposed to be about 14. So, obviously, that's a bit oh. tough because clearly she was not 14. But no. you have to use your imagination, I guess. Yeah. If, if Anakin – who do you think would win in a fight, Anakin or Obi-Wan? Ooh. I think I think Obi Wan because he's more controlled. Like even when he goes to chase the um, that morph that morphing person into the bar, um, yeah. like he's like, calm down, like think, like use your mind, like rely on the force. And so, I honestly think that there has to be something said about the control that you have over your your um, I don't know your skills. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Obi Wan would want to fight Anakin, or would he take the high ground? That's a great question. I don't think he'd fight. Mm -hmm. I think I think he'd be like, "No, sit down, be humble." Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, just try to see because <laughs> we did. We do. We actually we have seen a fight between Anakin and Obi Wan. Are you aware of this? No. Wait. When? In uh, Episode Four, A New Hope. Oh yeah! Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. That's okay, yeah. And if you so. remember what happened there, uh, you know, it, it didn't seem like Obi Wan gave his full effort in that one. That's so true. This is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Sorry, <laughs> connecting all the dots. It makes sense to me. Like in this movie, I don't think he would. Like if we were to take the two characters from this movie, I don't think Obi Wan would fight him. But knowing what Darth Vader become, like what he becomes in Darth mm -hmm. Vader, and he's now like opposing Obi Wan, and he's in the dark, then I'm like, yeah, fight him. Like he. Yeah. That makes sense. But that's so interesting. Well, it becomes a bit of this, uh, you know, tough dichotomy here where that whole sort of thing where it seems like the Jedi Council and Obi-Wan, Yoda, Mace Windu, they all seem to have their eye on Anakin. Uh, we obviously know what becomes of him. Yep. But the question is, you know, what when you realize that when they truly do realize what he is to become what do you what do they do about it is the question right because they're peacekeepers it's not mm -hmm. like they're gonna be like let's go kill the man so what do you think would be their response he's probably gonna get um kicked out of the jedi order right that's what that's what i think do you um, think kicking him out of the jedi order would prevent him from turning to the dark side no but what are you gonna do you know, like he, he, if he turns to the dark side, he, he, he leaves the Jedi order anyway. And isn't being married illegal? Like, didn't he, like, can't Jedi's not do that? So isn't he kind of already out of the order? Like, I feel like he's just mm -hmm. so unconventional that like, it just makes sense. He's not going to be a part of it either by his own choices or the, the council being like, you don't uphold any of our standards. Right. So we're yeah, not going to continue to train you. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think you do get into something else, which is, is something I thought you might find interesting, is we learn a bit more about the rules of being a Jedi and what it means yeah. to be a Jedi. We learn about, um, yeah, we learn about the rules and the, they there's this conversation about are they supposed to be in love, this was a fall in love, and Anakin sort of sees a loophole. He says like, well, we're supposed to have compassion, but they're definitely not supposed to get married, which is why they get married in secret. Uh, we see a little bit of Jedi training. We see like younglings training. Um, yeah which I thought was kind of cool. We learned a little bit about the hierarchy where it seems like Yoda's calling the shots, maybe Mace Windu second in charge. Um, they may be uh, keeping their own secrets. What did you think learning more about the Jedi here? Yeah, I love the young Jedi training scene. 
I like I loved Yoda's interaction with them and how he kind of like jokes with um Obi-Wan and anyway I just loved that because a they're so cute and doing their little exercises with Yoda um but b it totally does give you a whole new insight into what that's like and also what um Anakin missed out on um Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of important for the council I you see a little bit more and obviously there's some corruption in the council um but I feel like it didn't give too much more information in from what I noticed. Yoda's mm-hmm. back on his little seat. This time it's floating around. Yeah. But that was adorable. Really loved that. Um but yeah, I, I just I just love when stories like that kind of expand and you get to see a little bit more into that. So it was cool. I love that scene where they're with the younger Jedi's and the star map comes up. Mm-hmm. I just thought that, that was a really like great scene visually. It was really cool. Yeah, and the the little kid, uh, Master Yoda. Maybe somebody removed it from the archives. So cute. And then Yoda's like, ah, the mind of a child. What do you think is going to happen to that kid? Are we going to see him again? Or is he? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> you hope to see more know. of the younglings. I hope so. I think they're so fun. Like, it just adds like something cute and fresh to the movie. Like, I'm tired of adults, you know? Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you think about A New Hope, how many, how many Jedi were in uh, the A New Hope? Like, none. Okay. So, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I knew that coming into the prequels, I think I had already knew that, you know, the Jedi used to be a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And we talked at last episode about how you know, they had a council, whereas, you know, in the original trilogy, they didn't. And so I just think, and, and you see the political dynamic and how they're trying to, like, quench out the Jedis, right? Like, that's the whole idea of, like, raising up this army is so that they, they're overwhelmed and someone obviously doesn't want them there. So I, seeing what comes in the original, I think that they're kind of becoming like a dying breed, basically. Right. Like they're going to dis- be dismantled in some sense, but they, I don't know how. Are they literally going to become a dying breed or, or do you think they're just going to go off go on their own breeding? ways? <laughs> Maybe go off on their own ways. I just think the idea of like the council and um, like the organization of them mm-hmm. is probably going to be broken. Right. So yeah, but I'm, I'm really curious about that. Like I hope it gets addressed in this I feel like it has to be for it to make sense, right? I would, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I wish all the viewers could see your face when I ask a question and you like don't <laughs> want to tell me the answer. You kind of just like get kind of squirrely. <laughs> I'm a squirrely guy. <laughs> all right, let's talk about one of the Jedi that we do know makes it through the prequels and that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So Obi-Wan, he's on his own little side mission here. He's on this investigation to find out who assassinated uh, or who tried to assassinate Padme. Yeah. What did you think of sort of Obi-Wan's, you know, side mission investigation that he was on? It was cool. I loved getting to see like the clone place. The the clone army. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this, the plot was really cool for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And just how information kind of came out in his search. Um, And then in his mission, we meet, um, uh, young Boba Fett. Oh, good job. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I, cause I remember you had pointed out to me in one of the original trilogy movies that, um, uh, Hey, did you notice this one, this one bounty hunter? Yeah. And so I knew his outfit cause I had to Google him. So I was like, wait, that can't be him. So Boba Fett is a clone of, of himself. Of Django Fett, I guess. Right. Yeah, which is his father. So, but it basically, he basically cloned himself and made it like his own kid, basically. Yeah. I thought that was plot twist of the <laughs> movie. I just thought that was kind of weird and creepy, but they don't really expand on it. It's just no. kind of a fact about him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that whole storyline, like that's the whole separate storyline is about Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought that was really well done. So you meet him on this journey that Obi-Wan's on and you kind of see it unfold through the rest of the movie. You know, when he sees his, his quote unquote dad die, mm-hmm. and he like picks up his helmet yeah. and we're like, oh, so now I understand why you say Boba Fett's a loved character. Because if you know the prequels, mm-hmm. like he, he's totally this character you want to cling on to and like know the rest of his story. Right. To be fair, he probably was popular before the prequels even came out too, but that doesn't make but. sense to me. <laughs> when you said that to me, I was like, no way. Like what has this guy done? But the, so maybe that was inspiration for adding a storyline into the prequels in the first place. But I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. I think, I think it's like, Hey, let's see some basically Jangle Fett. was basically exactly the same as Boba Fett. Uh, yeah. I mean, literally, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, what, you know, how could we add a little more expansive story about a cool guy with a cool helmet and a jetpack and that, you know, can shoot stuff. And so, so funny. They give him a nice little battle with Obi-Wan. Incredible. My notes, I literally put Boba Fett with like 10 question marks and then I wrote, haha. <laughs> <laughs> and so we talk about, we see these clones as well, the clone army. Uh, what did you think of seeing this clone army? It's kind of weird. Mm hmm just like the idea of it but are these clones what become stormtroopers yeah so that's the thing is they they seem very similar don't they yeah like almost like do you know how boba fett has this kind of similar outfit too yeah it's all this mirroring him Mm -hmm. so they the stormtroopers kind of have the same outfits and stuff but it looks very similar so i was like this would make sense right now what do you think's up with that well, because the Jedi's use them, mm-hmm. but then I think they they get they get at the end of the movie we see them with the bad guys. Do we see them with the bad guys? No, I think I think they had bad guy music over top of them, but I think technically oh. that was the. I mean, that was just the clone army, and the Jedi are currently fighting alongside them. Okay, okay, so. okay. Well, then I don't know. Yeah, but it was really interesting. It thought the. The whole concept of like clones felt new for Star Wars, which I appreciated because again, it's not just you know two spaceships trying to find a small hole in the Death Star to explode it. <laughs> so it took a different shape, which yeah. I I appreciated. It just added more to the story. Um, I just think it's also funny too that they have these two different clone wars, basically like two different clone armies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and whoever organized this set of clones that look like the stormtroopers has died. Yeah. So that, that's a really interesting one because they talked about how this Jedi, uh, which I forget the name of it, to be honest. Um, he, they said, you know, these weird long necked people are talking about how yeah. this Jedi Safagias or whatever his name was. Um, <laughs> he did it. And then Obi-Wan, he's been dead. He's been dead for 10 years. Um, and so what do you think was going on there? What, how does this army just be created? They're, they were expecting Obi-Wan. I mean, what's up with this? I think that he's not dead. That was my first thought. Okay. I think that he might have like fallen off the face of the universe, quote unquote. And he's actually um, that evil guy, the hooded evil guy. Mm-hmm. Darth Sidious? Um, Darth Sidious, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, that's like one theory... Or he was just, you know, connected to this whole idea of wanting this rebellion or whatever, and then he died, and no one ever took up this task of the clones. Right. But I, I couldn't really wrap my head around whether they were actually anticipating Obi-Wan to arrive, mm-hmm. or like a Jedi that was working with, right. with, with him for this, like, this, mm-hmm. this group of clones. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's unclear, for sure. And Obi-Wan yeah. does... That's what my strategy is. Whenever you're somewhere that you're not sure you're supposed to be <laughs> walking the hallways or something of somewhere you're not supposed to be sure you'd be at, just act like you're supposed to be there and no one will Totally. Question. And that's what Obi-Wan does and it's great. Yeah, totally. He made it work for sure. <laughs> so take that, take that in note. If you're ever somewhere that you're not sure if you're supposed to be or not, just act and walk like you have a purpose and no one will question anything. Literally me all the time, so. <laughs> is there anything else in the Obi-Wan sort of storyline that you, that... Uh, you want to talk about here nothing nothing comes to mind so we get into this big sort of uh we conclude this last third of the movie on the planet of geonosis and we meet we meet count dooku 
Count Dooku. Yes. Do you have any thoughts on Count Dooku? No, I just wrote, can someone explain this Dooku guy to me? Okay. <laughs> like, where, where does he come from? Was he in other movies? Did he was miss- not in any other movies. No, they just okay. kind of dropped him into the middle of this movie. So what is he? What does he do? So I believe he says, when he talks to, he has a very interesting conversation with Obi-Wan, when Obi-Wan's sort of trapped, like, in the middle of the air, um, yeah. in that weird sort of whatever that is. Um, and it's a very interesting conversation that even till today, when I watch it, I'm sort of, you know, thinking about some of the things he says. But he, he says that he was the, um, he was the master of Qui-Gon Jinn. Right. So he was the master of Qui-Gon Jinn, but he uh, basically says that there is some deceit within the Jedi Order, and so that he has left the Jedi Order. Uh, but he also, it seems like he wants Obi-Wan to join him. See, it seems like he's working with Darth Sidious, right? And yes, we, yes. we see that at the end. But he also makes an offer to Obi-Wan that it's hard to know whether or not he's serious about it or not, but he makes an offer to Obi-Wan, hey, Obi-Wan, join me, and we can t- take out you know, Darth Sidious. So it's kind of an interesting Mm. uh, sort of thing to go in there. There's a lot of deals being made in the background here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did find that hard to keep track of. Um, Like this Duke, what is his name? Dukas? Dooku. 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 Doofus. (laughs) Um, Dooku guy, like just keeping track of which side he's on. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's just really confusing. Star Wars is set, obviously, you know, all the rolling credits at the beginning. It's like all about politics. Yes. And I'm not, a, I'm not great at keeping track of the politics through the movie. And I think if I was better at that, I would have a better and more in-depth understanding of what exactly is happening and like the importance of these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had a hard time with this character just because I just like can't get a read on him. Right. And he's not like a main character, but by the end, he kind of is. Like he's, you know, it's, he's the it's a little strange. They drop him in literally like about halfway through the movie, and right. so it's very late for him to come uh, come into the movie, uh, and yeah. we're just supposed to be know who he is. So, yeah. And does he show up in the next movie? Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, some answers come. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So <laughs> they go on to Geonosis. They do capture uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan got a message out to uh, Anakin and Padme, and they want to go rescue him. Uh, they get captured as well. Yep. And so the three of them are tied up in this gladiator-like arena uh, for these giant animals to, uh, I guess, execute them was the thought. What did you think of this sort of setup? Oh, and I, should, I shouldn't skip past the moment where uh, they're heading out in the tunnel and Anakin and Padme share a romantic kiss as well. Yes. I shouldn't skip past that. No. What did you think of that whole scene on Geonosis? Um, it, have you seen the movie Gladiator? Yes. Yeah, total Gladiator flashback. I don't remember Maximus kissing anybody, but more well, or less to say. Less kissing, more fighting in an yes. arena. <laughs> um, I actually, I found, do you know when you're watching a movie and you find yourself so locked into the movie that you like forget you're watching a movie and then you have this moment where you break from watching the movie and you're like, oh, I've been watching a movie. <laughs> Has anyone can, you ever explain, can you explain that, that again? So, so you're watching a movie. <laughs> you're watching and a movie so- and you're, you're just so locked into what's happening. Like your attention is just so grabbed towards the screen that you have this moment where you break from that attention and you're like, oh, wait, like I'm watching a movie. You just thought you were like in the movie? Like my attention just was so sucked in by this scene. If that makes sense. I appreciate that. I think, I think, I I think that does make sense. I I think you're good. You're locked into a movie and I I, I like to be locked into movies too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like so locked into this movie during that scene. um, And I found myself that's why I think this movie was so great and why I think especially the special effects played a big role in my engagement in this movie because I found that hype happening quite a bit whereas with the other ones I didn't because the illusion was broken mm-hmm. but this was one of those scenes when they're fighting these animals that I was totally locked in um I really appreciated that Padme was kind of like she didn't need a man to save her like mm-hmm. that's one thing that stood out to me was she like right off the bat like I don't know where she got that key from 
but like had that key like got up onto that tower was just like fighting these animals no problem um you know takes a big hit like a champ she's a champ in this arena and then you know it all works out but it kind of set up like this big epic battle at the end and i thought it was like a great scene or setting for that that battle to happen in um and so i actually really liked that scene as much as i have hated the animals in the past <laughs> and those kind of scenes but this one was good yeah she seemed to be on top of things for sure yeah. and so they do they they fight off those animals they then get surrounded by by droids and then you know the jedi arrive mace windu's there um and all the jedi arrive what was it like seeing like you know like 50 jedi arrive at once and pull out their lightsabers it's cool because it's a moment where you realize how expansive that Jedi community is. I think mm -hmm. it's the first time where you see that many Jedi in one place. And so it yeah. adds to the understanding of what this council and what the Jedis during that time were actually like and how strong they were. But I, with the battle, I appreciated what Yoda had to say, where he was like talking to um, Anakin, and Anakin's like, "Oh, but we had a or Obi Wan. One of them was like, we have a victory," and Yoda's like, "No, it wasn't a victory. Like, no one won." And I was like, "That was such a good, like, comment right. made by a character on on the actual battle itself, because it just kind of ended up being what it was. Like, there was no ending to the battle; it just kind of like dissipated, you know?" Right. Yeah. That's fair. For me, as a as a, you know a fourteen year old kid watching this in the theaters, when all I wanted to be was a Jedi, and then seeing like <laughs> you know fifty Jedi come out and like all fighting together for the first time ever, I was like, yeah, this is amazing. So totally, I, I remember that for sure. Uh, then the clone, then uh, they seem like they're going to be trapped again, and then Yoda arrives with the clones. Uh, was that a nice thing to see? Yeah, it felt like not a Yoda thing to do. Right. It felt very opposite to what I would expect him to do. Go and grab all of these like clones that had mm -hmm. kind of been created out of malicious intent and then like re like use them then for good, I guess, quote unquote good. Right. I don't know. But it was funny seeing him like leading the charge. <laughs> <laughs> the little battle warrior. Yeah. And so let's get into, you know, things you're not surprising about Yoda, but we'll get there in just a sec. First, we'll talk about, we get into this duel where uh, Dooku is facing off against Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, Obi-Wan says, let's take him together. And then Anakin's like, no, I got it myself. He goes yeah. for it. Uh, what did you think of this sort of lightsaber battle here? Okay. So Dooku uses the, the his hands and, the, and like the lightning. Yeah, he's got the lightning. Which we see in the original yeah. trilogy with the emperor. Yeah, yeah. And so I made that connection because I've only seen that been done with the mm -hmm. emperor. So that's why I'm also kind of like, is Dooku is Dooku going to become the emperor? Right. Like, I don't know. It, it kind of had similar vibes. Like, mm -hmm. I, I saw that. But I was like, oh, Anakin. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, and, and Anakin uh, ends up losing losing uh, an arm out of this. Yes. Or a hand out of it, or whatever. Elbow down. Is that considered an arm? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Your forearm? Yeah. He loses the forearm out of it. So, not great. <laughs> I was actually wondering if we were going to see when he loses his arm because right. we know that um, Darth Vader, it, we know that he, in one of those scenes, you see that he's lost an arm too. And I thought that was hilarious that like him and his son both. Anyway. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so symmetry, kind of curious. symmetry with Luke for sure. They yeah. Lose, lose an arm. Yeah. So I was just, whoa, I was, my computer just fell. Um, I was just curious when we were going to see that happen. Right. And so I'm glad that we did. Yeah, and then we go. So Obi Wan and and Anakin get their get their butts kicked basically by Dooku, uh, but then here comes Master Yoda, you know, cr you know, strolling in. He's got his cane. They shoot, you know, they try to shoot lightning or they do the force things at each other. And then Dooku says, "Let's see who who's better with a lightsaber." Yeah. Uh, Yoda pulls out the lightsaber. Were you excited to see Yoda wielding the lightsaber? I was. I have never seen Yoda move so fast. Yes. Like, I did not know that was in him. So it was really cool to see that side of Yoda, um, especially because, you know, he's built up to be this amazing Jedi. And, like, he's kind of, like, at the top of the list of who's the best. Mm -hmm. So to actually get to see him, you know, 
uses lightsaber, uses skills, uses powers. Right. Was a cool moment. Very fun, very fun. And then at the very at the end, once Dooku leaves, he then picks up his cane and slowly walks towards Obi Wan and Anakin, which I yeah. love. I love. Just that. looking really stiff, like he hadn't he hadn't done that in a while, you know. Yeah, basically, then Dooku gets away, um, and Anakin and Padme get married, and that's that's the movie. That's the movie. Crazy movie. Uh, let's start, jump in here. Uh, some other the characters. Or was there anything else, big big plot point that we hadn't touched on yet that you wanted to touch on before we get into some of the other characters? Um, plot line, no. But character-wise, I'm excited to talk about a few of these characters. Okay, let's talk about, we haven't talked about him at all. We talk, R2-D2. R2-D2. Uh, yes. Apparently he has a new skill that was unused before. He, uh, he has rockets on him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I uh, well I knew like obviously I watched it in the movie, yeah. but I did put two and two together that he didn't have that before. Yeah. So he can fly apparently, but for some reason he never never used it in the original trilogy. Maybe they got damaged at some point, and so right. Maybe, maybe it's been he some time. Yeah. He's an old. He's an old droid. <laughs> he's funny. I, I even his um the special effects on him mm-hmm. was even like way better, but. Yeah, he was, I feel like in other movies, he's been more of a main character. And in this movie, he was kind of just there. But I was yeah. happy to see him. Happy to see the little guy back. I think he was just there. You're right. C-3PO, again, <gasps> a minor yeah. part. They pick him up. Uh, he gets mixed up with a battle droid. Uh, thoughts about that? I love C-3PO in this movie. Like, he was such a standout character for me because mm-hmm. he was just hilarious. Like, I love that we finally, we so they go to... Um, Anakin's home planet and then he's still there you know right. in that moment, yes. just, he's like master I knew you'd come back and then the whole scene on the conveyor belt like he had some incredible one-liners like when he's on the conveyor belt and um his uh I think it's his head is being put on one body and his mm-hmm. body has another head and he just goes I'm so confused <laughs> and I just like I actually full-on laughed out loud I was like this is genius like so good and then when his head is getting dragged yeah. by R2-D2 and he goes, oh, this is quite a drag. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love this he's, he's full of the puns. He's full of the puns. That's, yeah. what, the, that's what the P in C-3PO stands for. It's C-3-pun-neo. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> his head, when his head is just lying beside himself, he says something like, oh, I'm, such, I'm so beside myself right now. or something like that yeah. too. So, so he's just full of those lines. So you appreciated that, um, him mixing really up with the, uh, the battle droid there. Yes, I I loved just his little add-in as a character through this whole movie, and I I mean I like the robots, so mm-hmm. it was it's also cool to see a little bit of their history and story, and so how does C three PO get reconnected with them and all of that stuff? There's also Mace Windu. Did you notice Mace Windu has a different lightsaber color than anybody else? Is it the green one? No, he has a purple lightsaber. Oh no, I didn't notice. Okay, well you can remember that now next time that he has a a purple lightsaber. Is there like a whole like theory on the colors of lightsabers? There probably is, but I believe this specific story was uh, George Lucas, who's the uh, the director and creator of Star Wars, asked Samuel Jackson, "What color of lightsaber does he want? Does he want a blue or a green one?" And Samuel Jackson says, "Could I have purple?" And he said, "Okay." Amazing. I believe that's I believe that's the story. Okay. <laughs> simple so, enough so there you go that's the one that is um but what did you think of him he's the one that ended up killing Django fett he seems to be sort of the second in command in the jedi council uh do you have any thoughts on mace windu nothing really stood out like i i get to, you get to see him play a bit more of a role obviously mm-hmm. throughout the movie but there wasn't like this moment that where i was like really intrigued in his character what do you think will become of him uh in the next movie I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Actually, I have like no. There's like I feel like there was nothing really given to me in this movie to like yeah. make any good assumptions. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. there wasn't really. You're right. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, Chancellor Palpatine. He was given uh, emergency powers. Do you have any thoughts on Chancellor Palpatine? He's a bad guy. Is he a bad guy? Isn't he? Right. Why, why would you say that? <laughs> Isn't he the one that started like um, conspiracizing with uh, different people from different galaxies about, um, you know, creating this army to overwhelm the Jedi's? Or is that a different guy I'm thinking of? 
Um, I'm not quite sure. There's some old white dude who, mm -hmm. and I thought it was him. I think you're right. I think him you're and right. Dooku. So, because they they conned Jar Jar Binks into mm -hmm. giving him the power to be able to make that decision, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Poor Jar Jar. Yeah, that's my next thing. Jar Jar. He was he had a very small part, but but uh, there he was. Yeah, he his first appearance in this movie. He ha is a fancy lad now. You see those fancy clothes he's wearing? Yeah, he, he made the natural move uh, into politics, obviously. Obviously, yes. It, it's funny, even the way he speaks is a little more like high class, this movie. He's like, <laughs> I therefore, but in his Jar Jar accent. <laughs> All right, that's more Shakespearean, I thought, or something like that, but that'll work. You uh, can well, tell he just loved it. Like, he was, like, trying to play the character, and I just thought it was so cute, because we're like, Jar Jar, you're fooling no one. Absolutely. Were there any other characters that, that stood out to you that we haven't discussed yet? Mm, I don't think so. I think we've covered all the ones that at least really stood out to me. I did have a question, though. Yes. Okay, so you know how Padme, or referred to mostly in this movie as Milady? Yes. <laughs> Milady. Milady. Um, why is she so important? Because aren't there a ton of, is there only one Senate? Or, you know, I thought there's a ton of galaxies with different rulers and different political leaders, but she has made such a fuss of. So it seems like a lot of the people in, like a lot of the politicians, I guess, seem to be pushovers. And she is someone who isn't really a pushover. She doesn't yeah. want to have... Basically, they want to create this army of the Republic, basically, an army that represents um, the whole like, universe in some ways, right? That can control the whole universe. And she mm -hmm. sees a lot of problems in that, and she wants to speak out against it. And so I would imagine that there's some people that don't like that she wants to speak out against that. Okay. That's the only reason. Yeah. Because she's her own, she's only a Senate on, what is it, Naboo? Yeah, she's the senator on Naboo, yeah. So Okay, okay, okay. She's kind of like the uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the uh, Star Wars universe. So. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I guess you don't. You got you to follow your U.S. politics. Okay. Um, should we go to the questions from Instagram that I got here? Questions from Instagram? Yeah. Uh, usually I post this again the day before when we report, record this. I just post it on my story. Uh, a couple questions here, similar ones here, uh, by Michael and by Aaron. Michael says, do you like sand? And uh, Aaron says, thoughts on the sand dialogue. So there's a scene where, uh, you know, Anakin isn't a fan of sand because it's, it's coarse, it's rough, it gets everywhere. Uh, what did you think of that whole thing there? I think it has to do with where he grew up, right? Mm. That's at least what I thought. Yeah. He's kind of dramatic. Like, he's kind of annoying in that way. Like, I was like, it's sand, get over it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, who really cares? But I think it all ties back in to, like, how he grew up and you know the trauma at least that is left with him leaving his mom and you know being a kid being a slave all that stuff right yeah and that's fair what do you like sand i love sand especially if it's in hawaii that's good i mean that's nice yeah. sand that's nice sand. yeah i like i like okay fine i like nice sand am yep. i someone who hates the feeling of sand all over me yes Jillian asked, uh, did you notice the plans of the bad guys are working on in G Geonosis? Did you notice that they had plans for something? Uh, yes. The Death Star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. The thing that they're going to think is like indestructible mm -hmm. and then gets destructed multiple times. Yes. I'm not sure where, just thinking about this, and you won't understand anything I'm about to say, but people who are listening might get it. I'm not sure where these plans came from like did they get them from galen or so or what but anyways um what was your were there any what was your favorite scene jillian also asked, what's favorite scene what was your what was the cringiest scene <laughs> um favorite scene i okay this is very niche but i really loved the bar scene where anakin and um anakin and uh obi-wan Obi to go find that that morphing person mm -hmm. yeah i don't know what it is but i really love when movies like give you a glimpse into what the reality of that world kind of looks like so in star wars you see a lot of like the 
just the Jedi's in these intense moments, but then you get this like glimpse into the city and what it would be like to actually live there and be in that bar. Um, and so I actually really loved that scene. I think that one, and then we talked about the young Jedi's and when mm-hmm. the stars come out and that was just like really well done. So those two little moments, like they're not these big scenes really stood out to me just because it felt like there was this deepening that happened in like the understanding of the universe. So that was probably my favorite ones. The cringiest ones are honestly a lot of Anakin's moments with Padme. Like there's this moment, I think it's the same scene where they're talking about sand and he just like takes the back of his knuckle and like drags it down the side of (laughs) her arm. It's not in like a comforting way. Like she's like, what are you doing? Like you're creepy. Like she has this like look on her where she's like, what are you doing? Like I've told you many times that I don't want this. And he's just like, he just like drools over her in a way that is not cute it's not cute (laughs) it's like kind of concerning so there's lots of moments where Anakin is just like very overly dramatic or like kind of just like manipulates Padme it feels like and those are really cringy to me there we go that's his move that the the one knuckle on the arm so bad (laughs) Uh, Andrew Andrew my brother Andrew asked why do you think it's called attack of the clones because the clones attack dude uh, Andrew Roberts here asks, if you had to uh, change one character decision, uh, what would it be? If, if we would have one character Whoa. make a different decision, what would it be? That's a great question. I, I feel like it's really hard to come up with, with the top, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But um, do you have one? I think I need a moment to think. Do you have one? <laughs> do I have one to, ch- to change a character moment? Uh, I think... Yeah. I think, uh, you know, maybe not leaving Anakin alone with Padme would be a good, good start there, maybe. Hmm. Okay. I think something to do with um, when Anakin goes back to his original family, like his, to see his mom. Mm-hmm. And um, I would maybe not kill his mom. Okay. But I also understand, I think it's just because I wanted more from his mom in that relationship. So maybe still kill off the mom, but there'd be more dialogue or a, a bigger moment between them. Because right. I understand how I, like, I seriously think that the death of his mom is what like springs him further into the darkness. So I think it's a necessity for her to die. But anyway, I just would have loved to see more, more for her as a character before she died. Did you like the return of Watto? Watto. <laughs> oh, Annie, good to see Watto. you. <laughs> yes. I liked him a lot better, this movie. Like, he has a bit of fear now for Anakin. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was, like, a nice little little cameo. Jordan asks here, have you ever had a sand people anger moment in your life? Like, when he kills all those people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not to that extreme, but, I mean, I've been angry. Yeah. I one time yeeted my crutch across the living room because I broke my ankle and was so angry. Yeah, one so, time, one time somebody cut my peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh, you know, horizontally instead of diagonally, and I just, <laughs> I just flipped out. Um, Honestly, doesn't Jordan, take much. And finally, Jordan asks, "What's the what's the better love story, Anakin and Padme, or Ben Affleck and J Lo in Gili?" I don't think I've seen that movie. Right. Neither have I. <laughs> what are you watching, Jordan? uh okay we we did get a nice email uh from from Catherine here that i wanted to read out to you i thought necessarily about attack the clones but it was nice here from Catherine. um and again you can email I always leave the email in the description uh it's it's my gmail but i don't really use it so it's just it's just dedicated to this podcast if you want to send an email and uh, we will read it uh she says trevor uh, thank you for this podcast. My sister Liz and I saw you making Never Seen Star Wars on Instagram, and we both really love it so far. And then she goes on to say, Kristen, first off, how do you think Jedi do their laundry? Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> how do you think Jedi do their laundry? Um, with their mind in a river <laughs> with some rocks. Uh, who knows? She goes, Liz and I have been asking ourselves this question for months now. So, so who knows? With their mind, you think? Yeah, like they, they don't really want to do the chores, you know, they'll just use their powers. She goes on to say, second, Kristen, your ability to analyze and get deeper meanings and themes from this franchise is amazing. Well, thank you. 
And third, if you love getting in character development, you guys need to watch Clone Wars and Rebels for the podcast. Yes, they're animated shows, but they've done a fantastic job making them something that adults can watch and actually get something from. Clone Wars gives Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith so much more depth and meaning, and Rebels does the same for A New Hope. Um, if you need me to sell, sell you on both these shows, I would gladly do so because they literally changed everything for the franchise. May the force be with you. Thank you so much, Catherine, for such a great email. Wasn't that amazing? That was a really nice email. I'm glad, so, I'm, being, I'm glad we're being perceived well, you know? You just never know. Am I stepping on toes? Are we crossing some lines here? Who knows? You'll never know. I'll find out probably. You'll never know. <laughs> um, so, the, so she does bring up these ideas. They're, they have these animated shows. So they have an animated show called The Clone Wars, which actually takes place between um, the end of this movie and the start of the next movie. Um, oh. So it is kind of cool. Who knows? We're, we're going to focus on the movies first. Maybe one day we can get into the animated shows. That would be kind of fun too. Uh, they also have a, a, a show called Rebels, which takes place between episode three and four. Um, so they have a few cool animated shows. And I've seen, um, you know, I've seen about half of Clone Wars. I, I picked and choose and saw the latest. They came, with a, they came up with a new season after the show had been canceled for like five years. Mm. And I watched that. And I've seen bits and pieces of Rebels. But, um, you know, one day maybe. One day that could be something you know, we'll see how much more we want to dig into this stuff, but something we can always keep an eye on. But thank you so much, Catherine and Liz, uh, for listening. We appreciate, uh, you know, send us more emails and I'll be happily read them. Um, Let's wrap up here with some of the things that we always like to do here. Uh, Your favorite character in Attack of the Clones. This is going to sound crazy, but C-3PO was my favorite. Okay, C-3PO, the favorite. he was just so good. This right. this this movie. All right, and least favorite character. Oh. Mm. Oh, this is a hard one. Honestly, okay, this isn't going to be a satisfying answer because he's not my least favorite, but he was the character that I had my least favorite moments with, which would be Anakin. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I thought you were going to go Count Dooku. No, because I just don't get him. Right. Like, there's, I was like, I don't understand you, so I like don't really know much about you. But my least favorite moments happened with Anakin. Mm-hmm. But he's not my least favorite character, so that's kind of confusing. But in this movie, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. And then let's get into the rankings. So to recap, so I, I, <laughs> I have every podcast, we do the rankings, you know, Kristen's, Kristen's movies, and, and let's go over what you have so far. At the number one position you have The Phantom Menace. Number two, you have Return of the Jedi. Number three, Empire Strikes Back. Number four, A New Hope. I think we're all dying to know. You know, we, know we know you like Attack of the Clones. Where does Attack of the Clones fall in your Star Wars rankings? Well, I don't want to be predictable, but I'm going to be predictable, and it's my favorite movie so far. The number one movie so far, Attack of the Clones. Tell us why. I think it's just really subjective. Like I, like I said, I was so engaged in this movie because the cinema really mattered with the special effects. And I've just noticed going through all of these movies, how much it's played a role in me engaging and like that whole illusion of this world being created. Mm-hmm. But also, like I said, and I've said this for every movie, the more I get to know these characters over each movie, the more I seem to love the movie. Right. And so this was a real, I think this is a really big movie for understanding Anakin and understanding that whole plot line leading up to the original trilogy. Um, so far, I think it's one of the most crucial movies to understanding why he came Darth Vader, basically, right. Right. and what was going on in the galaxy during the time. So that's my reasoning. I was thinking, though, how you told me that some people had suggested that I should have watched the prequels first. Mm-hmm. And so then, then the order would have been a little more interesting. It would have probably gone the prequels before the tril- trilogy, the original trilogy, but it's just the way we've watched them. Who knows? Yeah, so far, every movie you've watched has become the number one movie. So yep. we'll see if the trend, together, t- uh, the trend continues. Just to recap, so that's number one is Attack the Clones, two, The Phantom Menace, three, Return of the Jedi, four, Empire Strikes Back, and at the bottom, the original, A New Hope. Uh, so... <laughs> You know, we're going to get into now episode three. Do you know what the title of episode three is? Nope. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, Revenge I thought it was going to be The Return of the Clones. 
<laughs> Return of the Clones. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just combining some different ones. But uh, predictions for, we talked about a little bit, a bit, but predictions for Revenge of the Sith. So this is the one that's going to close the gap between, between uh, the prequels and the original trilogy, Revenge of the Sith. What do you think is going to happen? So at the end of this movie we just watched, um, I think it's Yoda who says the war has just begun. So mm-hmm. I'm anticipating that this war with the clones continues and develops. That's one thing. The other thing is obviously more character development in um, Anakin, and we're going to see his transition into Darth Vader and we're in his like um, allegiance change. I also think we're going to see that effect on the Jedi's and mm-hmm. something's going to happen with the council, whether it's they go into hiding, whether they're killed off, whether whatever happens. Um, I also hope that we get to see the birth of Luke mm-hmm. and um, the princess. Like, I hope we get to see, I really want to see that development. Um, Cause that was like a big question mark for me coming out of the original movies. And so this is my last chance <laughs> mm-hmm. for them to kind of address it. And it seems like we're moving in that projector projector. Projector, proje- trajectory, trajectory, trajectory. Thanks. trajectory. <laughs> so those are the things I think are going to happen, um, and that I hope will happen. Great, yeah. That seems that seems like some you know decent predictions. Do you think anyone will meet their demise? I think they have to. Who? Probably, probably some big character like Padme. Like, I feel like Padme has to die because mm-hmm. I feel like Padme, like I said, might be the dipping point, the drop off point for Anakin going right. full dark. But also just knowing what happens to Luke, the fact that Luke and the princess grow up separately, um, like they don't aren't with the mom, they mm-hmm. aren't with Padme. And I feel like Padme would be the kind of person that would like either send them away to protect them or has died so has to send them away you know so i'm curious what happens there but if i had a guess i think a big character and i think padme right and we know there's you know there's a handful of characters that definitely won't die because right well we see them again later but exactly at the end of each basically in every star wars movie i believe there's some sort of lightsaber duel between characters who do you think would be in this lightsaber duel Okay, two guesses. Anakin and Obi Wan mm-hmm. have their first duel. I think that would be what I think would happen. Other than that, maybe like Anakin or Obi Wan with some other Jedi on the council. Right. Like maybe Yoda and Anakin or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. I kind of, I kind of want to see this tension between Obi-Wan and Anakin develop to something. And I feel like it's going to have to. So why not it be in the form of a lightsaber duel? Right. Are you excited to, for this, for this movie, for the conclusion of this sort of six movie story? Yeah, I totally am. I think with each movie, I've gotten more and more excited to um, see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so definitely looking forward to, to this one. Yeah. Because this is basically the end of the, George Lucas story that he told because he was sort of in charge of the uh, he didn't direct all the original ones he directed one of them but he uh, was sort of in charge of the original trilogy and then he directed all these ones and was in charge of this sort of to tell the story and so this sort of wraps up the story um, there is an episode seven eight nine but technically those are done those are led by Dis- Disney so it's sort of different people take over um, the story so it's sort of interesting to see how this will wrap up and uh, yeah yeah, it seems like you're excited, and uh, I'm yeah. excited too. Revenge of the Sith. It's a cool name. All right. So, again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, once again, you can uh, feel free. Please, uh, you know, give us good ratings on Apple, iTunes. Share the podcast with your friends. We really appreciate it. If you have any questions for Kristen um, or me for Revenge of the Sith, then that'd be great. We also put out a bonus podcast. I don't know if anyone saw that on iFeed. Me and, me and Jordan, we did a uh, – you know, do, you, do you know what me and Jordan did, Kristen? No, I saw that you posted something, but I haven't yeah, listened fine. to it. You don't, have do you, to do? Li- you don't have to listen to it. So me and Jordan took the characters of the original trilogy, and we simulated a season of Survivor with oh. those characters. And uh, it, was quite, it was quite a season. It was quite a season. Well, I want to know who wins. We had the light side versus the dark side. Okay. Who do you think would do well on Survivor in the original trilogy? 
Um, for someone who's cutthroat, probably Anakin, because we all know his face. Well, yeah, he's not in the original. That'd be Darth Vader, I guess. Okay, Darth, Darth Vader. Darth Vader was on it, yeah. Okay, yeah. so Darth Vader. Right. Probably Yoda. Mm-hmm. My winner pick was, you know who my winner pick was? Who? Chewbacca. No. Uh, you don't no. think Chewbacca? He gets along no. well with everybody. He's good in the challenges. He's okay, great, I, I he's great so. in the wilderness. Great in the wilderness. Okay, I guess so. I have to, I have to remember the fact that Survivor is not all about cutthroat survival skills. You know, yeah. It's a lot more complex than that. Maybe um, R2-D2. Yeah, yeah. He was on there too. So if you want to listen to that, it was, you know, ridiculous hour 45 of podcast. We also put it up on YouTube. So, you know, That's amazing. It, it was something fun. We're probably going to do it again for the prequels too. So, uh, you know, who knows? You can always join us too if you want to join in on one of those ones. So uh, <laughs> anyways, that's it. Anything else you have to say, Kristen, to, uh, you know, our loyal, uh, you know, few fans that we have, two, yeah, two or three people that are still listening? It's been fun just through this whole series of filming these videos so far or these podcasts so far is to like hear people's comments and, you know, I've had conversations with people, especially after I made the assumption that Luke and the princess were going to get together. So I got a lot of responses from that. And it's just been fun to get into this world and have people who are ready in this world do it alongside me and have conversations with me along the way. So it's been fun chatting with you guys so far. Awesome. And we have more to go. So yeah, we'll, we'll be back uh, in probably two weeks or so with the Revenge of the Sith recap. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and may the Force be with you. Bye.